panels. Not altogether beautiful, but the 52-acre spread had come with a greenhouse, a small dairy, two barns, a workshed, vegetable gardens, and wild strawberry patches, all surrounded by hand-set stone walls. Harlow Glass recently lost her family's sprawling estate, and Lincoln West, a newcomer in town, had snapped it up. He was obviously more tech-savvy than manual laborish, considering he'd done no actual work that Brooklyn could see. Which made sense, she supposed. He'd just moved from Oklahoma City to enjoy good old country living in Strawberry Valley. And it was common knowledge that big, bad city boys spent the bulk of their time sleeping around, quaffing their hair, and posting pictures of food on the internet. Brooklyn had interacted with the guy on more than one occasion, and shockingly enough, she'd come to admire his dry wit and puffed-up ego. He loved to brag about his own magnificence, but the hint of humor in his tone always saved him from falling over the edge into obnoxious. Have you ever seen a body this perfect? No, and you never will, Brooklyn. The good Lord has an A-game, and I'm proof. For a guy who spent all day behind a computer, he certainly was buff. And because she hadn't seen a body as perfect as his, she hadn't been able to rebuke him. But then, she had yet to meet his two roommates. Maybe they were hotter. Problem was, West's friends kept to themselves. Not once had she'd seen them in town. Of course, that hadn't stopped Jessie Kay, who had a habit of looking for love in all the wrong places. She had not only met the two other newcomers to Strawberry Valley, she'd also already slept with one. Beck something. Gossip claimed he was a player of players and had totally worked his way through the over 20 and under 40 female population in the city before moving here, looking for fresh lady meat. The other guy, Jace, was his name, she thought. Les was known about him. To her knowledge, he hadn't hooked up with a Strawberry Valley resident. Though there had been a sighting or two and plenty of interest. Older women whispered he was hunkalicious, while younger girls giggled nervously behind trembling hands. A cacophony of voices seeped through the cracks around the front door. Brooklyn wiped the dust from the upper panel of glass and peeked inside. And oh, crap. She hadn't expected so many guests. At least 30 people congregated in the living room, drinking beer, talking and laughing, and there were indications of others in the hallway and kitchen. Most were in their mid to late 20s, so Jessie Kay had gone to school with them. And the rumor mill about her actions this evening had likely already started spinning. These people wouldn't turn a blind eye to the fight to come either. And there would be a sister versus sister fight. Jessie Kay always resisted her own rescue. Brooklyn reached up and switched her inner ear implants to silent. The devices were a couple years old, but still deemed experimental. Used to treat cases of hyperacusis as severe as hers. Hearing everyday noises at such a blaring volume, it sometimes felt as if acid had been poured inside her ears. They allowed her to experience a sublime state of deafness whenever she desired, which she did, often. 
Without bothering to knock, she stepped inside the house. Through a thick haze of cigar smoke, she saw the home's interior hadn't had any work done either, and was in even more desperate need of refurbishment. Wallpaper had yellowed with age and peeled at the corners. The white shag carpet was stained and threadbare in places. In complete contrast, the furniture scattered throughout looked brand new, flawless. Finding no sign of Jessie Kay, she moved deeper into the house, reading lips along the way, a skill she'd honed over the years. Would never have guessed he was such a sit idiot, the recently divorced Charlene Burns was saying. But after tonight's antics? Sit idiot. She had to be talking about West or one of his friends. They were the only city boys to move here in forever. I know, Tawny Ferguson replied with a nod.